podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to another episode of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And... Ian Loring, hello. Uh, and this is episode 326, which I am guessing, because I didn't check before. Yeah, yeah, just right. Right on that. yeah I am, that's brilliant. Right. You have been an even number, because I am hosting. Um, so yeah, we've got, we, we've got a weird show today, haven't we? Because we've kind of got... One feet, two, two feature reviews we've all watched, yep. and we've got uh, reviews of two other new releases um, that one Ian's watched and one me and you have watched. Bex that we're going to do one spoiler-free review and one as spoilers Ian wants to make it review okay. uh, of Charlie's Angels. So we've got Charlie's Angels, Motherless Brooklyn. We've also got the Amazon film The Report, and we also have the new Jumanji, Jumanji Three: The Next Level. Uh, I, I think, think they're calling it Jumanji 3, but I think they're just calling it Jumanji the next level. Well, that's just Jumanji the next level, yeah. Jumanji 3 the next level. When you asked the lady at the cinema earlier for tickets for Jumanji 3, she looked at you like you'd grown an extra head. It, it was not as bad as the previous night when I'd asked for two tickets to Motherless Brooklyn and the woman asked me to repeat it three times. Nice. Uh, acting, like I'd, acting like I'd said something. She literally looked at the screen and went, What? That's uh, right. Two for Motherless Brooklyn. What? In the end, you had to go, Mother Less Brooklyn. Oh. Well, that's kind of like when we when we ask the Apple TV to find stuff and it doesn't understand you, though. Maybe it was just that. What, you're saying that she's she, that she's part of the programming? No, what I'm saying is you can't enunciate words properly. I enunciate magnificently, and I, I have quite a question you saying that I can't pronounce things correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have proven... Frequently that I can. Well, that was Travolta, but he is a vocal hero of mine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be kind of like a one of those shows where we 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 don't know where it's going, but it's gonna be fun getting there. Uh, we've also got some trailer chat because there has actually been trailers. Yes, <laughs> by the fucking Lee, there's been trailers, including a trailer that, that we saw um, before Jumanji for Star Wars, which made us want to watch a movie that doesn't exist uh, which we'll get to yeah um or doesn't exist yet uh yeah. is there any news to report of currently this week i think if anything has happened i've been living in a sales induced bubble yes you have uh, and i'm retail at christmas um ian ian oh. uh, you noticed anything i don't know <laughs> um, what I would say is uh, the the internet seems to be alive with people say talking about a marriage story, a movie that probably the one movie we're not reviewing this week. Fuck it, like seriously, <laughs> I every tweet I fucking read about marriage story makes me want to watch that film less. I want to watch that film, but it's like. I don't think I want to have an opinion because if I put an opinion out there, it kind of feels like people are just going to scream at me no matter what I say. I, I saw an opinion from somebody that said that that I'm not going to say the person who it is uh, or anything like that, but I saw an opinion from somebody who said about it. I know there's a lot of opinions out there, but 
I've actually had training in child psychology. So I think my opinion is a little bit more valid than a lot of the opinions out there. And then wrote like a 20 tweet thread. And I thought all I wanted to put at the end of that, even though I haven't seen the movie, is are you married? <laughs> Just to sort of see what the response for that would be. And it, it does seem there are an awful lot of hot takes on this. Yeah. And I'm looking going, I like Scarlett Johansson. I like Laura Dern. I like Adam Driver. Um, but everything that pulls me back to it is this is a No Bound Back movie. And I don't get on with No Bound Back movies. And this it's is just, a very personal No Bound Back movie, which I really fucking don't get on with. I mean, it, it, I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I want the story of Noah Baumbach co-writing Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, to help pay for divorce proceedings that's what i fucking want the story of um which is apparently true by the way yeah um, that's true uh, and was was that the time when he you know the celebrated um Noel Baumbach um was having a pay an exorbitant amount of divorce proceedings because he cheated on his wife with one of his young co-stars who now goes on to direct movies etc yeah and and it's just a bit weird that there's been no kind of bound back lash. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? It's a little bit weird that there's been no bound back lash. Yeah. Is it true or is it a legend? No, it, it, it's 100% true. <laughs> it is absolutely true. It, um, it, it, it kind of seems like all parties involved are at least okay with how it went like jennifer jason lee never says anything in public about any of that which is very 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 classy of her um it is greta gerwig does seem to be safe you know it's like you you look at somebody like scarlett johansson who comes out with a lot of stupid shit and gets fucking pilloried for it constantly um and Greta, I mean, like, and again, today, people on film Twitter are up in arms about a Daisy Ridley interview. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah. I I'm, I'm so fucking done with everything that, like, involving film discourse. If it wasn't for the fact that I genuinely enjoy chatting to you guys, I think I'd just be fucking done. Like, what, like, just whatever. Yeah. And, and it, it's because of shit like this. Okay, Daisy Ridley is really, really privileged and she doesn't seem to know it. So now we're all going to go on the attack with her. Let's say somebody like Phoebe Waller-Bridges, whose family are landed gentry, is fine. It seems like the the, the picking of targets is, is what kind of baffles me a little bit with this. The picking of targets seems to be directly related to how much they enjoy a person's work it's like you look at lena dunham started off as the next big hope for drama essentially and as soon as girls stopped being the hot property that it was people then managed to like picked up on a lot of like things that she said you know she was probably saying stupid shit all along but because <laughs> people liked girls they you know they they weren't criticizing her for it um, people like, like I, I mean, fucking Lady Bird, I think it was my number two film of the year that year. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to Little Women. Yeah, I, 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 I will. I will say that 
I, I actually really quite enjoyed Lady Bird. It, it's it's a lot better film than the trailer. It, it's less teeth itching inducing than the trailer gives off. But it it, it does. It, 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 I don't know. It does seem that Scarlett Johansson. It's like no one's really talking about Scarlett Johansson with Marriage Story. I think because they don't want to acknowledge. Film Twitter doesn't want to acknowledge that she probably gave a really good performance in it. But I, everyone I, is more than happy to talk about how they want to be fucked by Adam Driver. I have seen a lot. I have seen an awful lot of people um, saying uh, the same thing about a certain scene, and it might be a fantastic scene. I, I want to watch a marriage story. I'm not rushing to watch it because it looks a little bit like misery porn. It looks fucking bleak. Uh, um, but I, I am going to watch, it and I am kind of looking forward to watching it. It's just I'm not chomping at the bit to watch it. What I'll do is I'll watch it at a more bleak movie adjacent time of the year you don't watch shit like that just before christmas well there's, there's that as well but <laughs> what i have seen an awful lot is people taking out one scene and saying oh here is where adam driver and scarlett hansen have invented acting and it's like i'm pretty sure it's been going on for like about getting on three thousand years actually yeah. uh and cinema acting for you know well over a century um it, it, it's it's a little bit like it's the it's the hyperbole train, isn't it? Mm. Is as is going one way, and at the same fucking time, you've got the fucking cancellation train going the other way, and occasionally they have to cross paths, and sometimes they clip each other. <laughs> I just I, I think I think it's fucking hilarious that Scarlett Johansson is like doing this thing where people seem to hate her in terms of what she's saying, but her box office success and her the general consistency of her performances also can't be denied so it it, yeah. it just gets really it gets tricky for people but it just seems like whenever she does come out with like that i mean like that what did she say about like i could play a tree or or some shit you know it, it was like something about playing a tree and it was like, yeah, all right then. That was a fucking stupid thing to say, but also you're a really good actress. And there is I, also that. Uh, it's a little bit like when it comes out, inevitably that Scarlett Johansson will have been the highest paid actress in 2019 mm. because she will have been because of her involvement in the the Marvel movies. Rather than celebrating and saying, look, she probably will be in the top five paid actors on the planet. Um, rather than celebrating that and saying that you will get somebody coming out and going well why would I not Asian actor well, it wasn't in it or why wasn't it an actor of except it will be that why is it her why is it a straight white pretty woman it is and, that's what you will get was it Scar Driver this week came out and doubled down on a Woody Allen thing as well yeah she oh, did yeah. it yeah um, but then again if you read I don't agree with her, but if you read her reasoning for it, mm. you can't actually disagree with her because it's her it, it's her opinion. Mm. And, you know, so whether or not you agree with it or not, her actual reasoning for it is sound. Yeah. And so, you know, there are a lot of people that work with a lot of people who it is questionable to work with that don't get pilloried for it mm. so i think that maybe there's, there's, there's a sense of that it does seem like we could do with could do with having a bit of a moratorium on cancellations for like six well, months i just just i i just 
need everybody to calm down. It's like this fucking shit about the um, Billy Magnuson, uh, who was in Aladdin, like basically the only white character in Aladdin, getting a spin-off series, where, whereas Mina Masood came out earlier in the week and said, I haven't had an audition since Aladdin. Um, I, a, not Billy Magnuson's fault, take the work where you can get it. B, he was quite a funny part of Aladdin. C, there's probably going to be an Aladdin 2 for which Mina Masood will probably be paid a good, healthy amount. Um, I just... and, and it, I, also, can I point out that name a Billy Magnuson film that he's been in for the past three or four years where he hasn't stolen every fucking single scene he's in. Yeah, I mean, that, there, there is that. And, it, you know, it, it's just fucking hell, man. It's not Billy Magnuson's fault that he's getting work. And, yeah. and, and Billy Magnuson actually should be commended for the fact that it, he's doing all these little small roles and he's always fucking brilliant in them. And, and, and I mean, the thing is, they're not going to do a spin-off TV series starring Aladdin and Jasmine because they're going to do an Aladdin 2. They will. They're, that fucking thing did over a billion worldwide when, it, you know, everybody, including me, was fucking all over it when the trailers came out and the first stills came out. And they, they made a success of that. And I mean, OK, yeah, well done, Disney, making a success of the, of the fucking much loved disney cartoon but based on where they were with the marketing i think it is a surprise that that thing did over a billion especially when dumbo didn't do very well um just before it um i'm sure mina masood will will be fine and i'm glad that that quote came out before this billy magnuson news was announced because otherwise that would make mina masood look like he was fucking striking while the iron was hot or something and i i, I just uh, we've said it over the years. Everyone needs to calm the fuck down. I don't know why I don't just quit Twitter, but it's because the bits that I like about Twitter make it worthwhile. But fuck me. Just yeah, it, it, it's a. It, but I, what I will say is, I have I follow sort of two lines within Twitter. I have film Twitter and I have football Twitter. And what I will say is, in comparison to film to, 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 to football twitter film twitter is actually a very reasonably balanced place <laughs> yeah i mean that, that i mean it really that, is. football that, that, twitter, even for reasonable people that i know that are reasonable people are just fucking horrific about it and maybe it's because i'm a very it, it, i i don't understand the the fucking tribalism in it it doesn't doesn't appeal to me in any fucking way i find it frankly baffling but fucking hell people are just mental with it and and i i'm obsessed with football i literally spend hours a week listening to podcasts about my club but i don't care about anybody else's i don't know why other people do so much where their identity is literally based on hating something else not liking something hating something how how does that process where you you can go and you can go on you can get your phone out of your pocket and go i'm gonna look at this and i want to find something that's gonna make me fucking hate something but the more powerful emotion is the hating of people that like another thing yeah i was like weirdly I, I was talking to this i've got a new starter at my work um and he's a he's a man you fan 
And um, he was talking about the uh, Liverpool Chelsea, Liverpool Everton match, and was saying he felt bad because he really enjoys watching Liverpool at the moment, and he hates saying that because he's a Man United fan. He said, but it's really enjoyable. And all I could say was, mate, when I grew up and I was your age, United were winning everything, and I had exactly the same conversation with United fans, where I was like, I hate, I hate that I like watching you so much, but you're just unreal. You're just on another level. You're just great to watch. And so that was it. I enjoyed watching the, the football. I'm choosing that as an example in saying that. I just think that you've got everything has become about whether or not you're on X side or Y side. And it's the same with every fucking thing. And the, the state of the world isn't helping this in any way whatsoever. And you've got this, this boiling pot of emotions where everybody is getting as angry about everything. And it's like, it, you, you don't need to, it, you know, when you, when you get as angry and passionate about something as whether a pineapple should appear on a pizza or not, as you do about who should be the prime minister, that is when you know that something is fucking wrong with your society. Yeah, focus your energy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, yeah, that's four days left until we're all put out of our fucking misery. Anyway. <laughs> I'm actively avoiding my parents until after it. Because I just I can't I can't be asked to get into that argument with them. Well, let's get into a different argument then. Let's go into trailer talk. Sweet. Um, there's been a few, hasn't there? So I'll just should we reveal the, the the weird trailer we got today. Did you get a trailer for um, what's the final Rise of the Skywalker? Is it? Yeah, the the Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Did you get a Rise of Skywalker trailer before Jumanji? Uh, I entered Jumanji just as the logos were coming up so. so what we got was a trailer which essentially was like a it was like it was a mini documentary trailer about loads of making of, about loads of making of but not just of Rise of Skywalker of the whole nine movies oh really like oh what are they doing like a fucking marathon or some shit no no oh Behind the scenes footage. It was a properly put together trailer by Disney, uh, well, by Lucasfilm, um, and it was like behind the scenes footage and talking to people, all this lot. And at the end, bits, it, it was it was just a trailer for Rise of the Skywalker. And I turned up X and went, I actually want to see that documentary shitloads more than I want to see Rise of Skywalker, which I'm actually you know looking forward to. Yeah. But it was it was. I would watch it. I would you know. I was watching it going, this looks like a really interesting documentary. Yeah. This, I, I, do you know what? If this is like a one-day cinema event, I'm going to go to this, even though I'm not a, a massive Star Wars fan. Oh, I wonder when they're showing this in yeah. the run-up to the Rise of Skywalker. Nope, just a Rise of Skywalker trailer. I guarantee that fucking movie will come out, though. That documentary. That documentary will have to come out. It yeah. might just be a special feature. They'll do like a nine-film box set once all, 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 it's all out and they, they do the release. And it'll be on there. Mm. Um, right, so first one, what trailer are we going to go for first? Can we do the one that we watched just after the show last week? Because I'd be interested to see if you've seen it, that Three Christs. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the trailer for that yet? For what? Three Christs. No. So it, it's a film. Based on a true story. Based on a true story where Richard Gere plays a psychologist who does an investigation where he gets... Three um, delusional, I said delusional uh, schizophrenics and puts them in a room together 
Um, but all three of them think they're Christ. So you've got Brazzy Wiggins, Peter Dinklage, and Walton Goggins, and they all think that they're Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Yep. Honestly, it looks fucking brilliant. It does look really, really good. I, okay, I, I saw about it and meant to watch the trailer before. I meant to get you to watch the trailer with you before the show last time and completely forgot, and then um, we watched it straight after, didn't we? Yeah, it, it looks it looks really good. I think it's out uh, early on next year, I think. Yeah, it looks, uh, it looks really good. But yeah, it looks, it looks like it could be a lot of fun, but there's a lot going on there, I think. It looks really interesting. Like, what do you do faced with that? If you are a delusional schizophrenic or whatever, what do you do in the face of that delusion? I think that's kind of the... Uh, before we get into the next one, what I will say is Ian has completely ruined any of the marketing for cats for me. God, I can't see a poster without my brain going cat, cat, cat. You can't even see a poster without saying cats, cats, cats out loud. Cats, 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 12 days, 12 days. God, they showed a trailer for that as well. It looks just awful. Just awful. So, Free Guy. You see the trailer for Free Guy? Yeah, this looks like a fucking laugh, doesn't it? It does. I love the fact that they they put out the from the studio that gave you Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and The Lion King twice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it it does seem a little bit like at the moment Hollywood's kind of thing is one of two things they've gone right. We've got this pitch. Once make this movie, blah blah. blah. Right, two things. One is it action based? Yes. Have you got the rock? No. Right, is it action comedy based? Yes. Have you got Ryan Reynolds? Yes, we have. Right, there you go, as a check. Yeah. Even though I, I, I will... will take the piss out of your studio, it's fine. It's fine. It, it, he'll make us a shitload of money, we don't care. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, between this and Jungle Cruise, I know which one I'm looking forward to more so, so far. I mean, little bit concerned. I mean, Sean Levy is a very, very fucking meh... Uh, presence whereas uh when they collapse sarah like him doing a disney film is fucking interesting yeah. but the concept behind this looks fun it looks like it's going to be skirting the 12a 15 line like i, I think it will come in as a 12a mm. um but I, I i think it's gonna have fun with bloodless violence um and jody coma is a uh, presence She's the one from that TV show you like, isn't she? She is the one from that TV show I like, yeah. It's our song. Yeah. Um, she's also appeared on a podcast that I listen to. Yeah? Yes. Football? Yes. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I very much like the look of this. It looks like an interesting an interesting idea. Uh, and it's Ryan Reynolds, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. Isn't Six Underground out next Friday. week? Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday. Oh, well. Fuck yeah. Um, what else have we got? Black Widow. What are we reckoning? No, it just looks like a big pile on there. <laughs> I, then uh, uh, couldn't care less. I mean, uh, Flor- Florence Pugh could happily murder me with her thighs, so I'm there. Um, yeah, that's kind of, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I think David Harbour is like a fucking fat version of Captain America but Russian looks quite entertaining um Comrade Moscow it, oh, what is he called Red Guardian but yeah Comrade <laughs> Moscow should be it <laughs> um 
I mean, we'll we'll see, eh? Like it's. I, I, I the thing is, I really like the look of the action. Um, I'm baffled as to where it fits in with the timeline. Yeah. Like absolutely baffled. But I, but then again, I'm very interested to know where it fits in the timeline. So it's doing its job, absolutely there. But, and the the but, dodgy accents are really troubling me. Yeah. But but there's a lot of snow. And I love movies that have snow action, so I am absolutely 100% in. I mean, at the end of the day, I watch it because I quite like Black Widow as a character, but the, the trailer was something for me. It, it, it feels like the most insignificant Marvel yeah, movie for a shame, long time. It's a shame, really. But yeah, I mean, I, I know I'll watch it, it's just the trailer's not done out for me. I really fucking hope it is massively successful. Mm. The, the, the scuttlebutt is that Florence Pugh's like signed on now yeah. um so it, it's kind of a, a backdoor introduction for her as well um yeah yeah i mean it marvel next year between that and the eternals it does feel a bit like shit they're just having a bit of a reset and kind of like having a bit of a down year fair enough it, it, it does it, it feels like it's going to be like it, it does feel a little bit like they're I don't know. Like well, they're the going. Like, story guys have had a bit of time off. It's like it's like they're releasing their synth album. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's, you're either gonna go, no, fine, this is some cool jams, and it's gonna take you through summer, and you're just gonna be just vibing to it through summer, or you're gonna go, nope, sorry, sorry, no, you know, and you're gonna delete it quicker than you did that U2 album they put on iTunes for free. I feel like I'll probably, regardless of the shitty trailer for Black Widow, enjoy the film. Eternals, I will not. I, no, I have no interest in that whatsoever. Even the cast's shit. It's all TV actors in it, and Angelina fucking <laughs> succubus Jolie. Uh, it, it's like you say, it's going to be a weird year. But I've watched the Black Widow trailer a couple of times already and gone. Every time I've watched it, I've gone. All right, I'm more interested in it now. I'm uh, more interested. Now. I'm more interested. Maybe I should watch it more. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, oh, but I'm, got Gemma Chan in it. I'm down. Um, Ian, I need you to take the next one. What is this? Bond. Oh yeah. Um, just to explain to non-patrons, I'm on the like the tail end of a two-day hangover, and I have got zero fucking energy. So apologies. Yeah, no time to die. Um, go on then. Uh, loving the image of the mask, uh, the person walking up to uh, the door in the mask, peering through what looks like your nan's window. Um, <laughs> and the, the what I'm hoping it is, is him being broken up with Leia Sadu and then them kind of getting back together and then driving off into the sunset again like they did Inspector. I want Anna de Armas to be a bad guy. Um, oh, she's got to be a bad guy. Yeah, like she's not in the trailer all that much. So unless Leia Sadu gets killed off in the first act, which I don't think is going to happen given how much she's in this trailer, I think Anna de Armas is a bad guy and I'm here for it. It has been a while since, like, I mean, because uh, Vesper Lind was kind of like a good guy who was being blackmailed into being bad but there's not really been a bad hot bond girl in a good yeah. long while I'm t- it, 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 she's so wide no 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 no, no 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 if you cast Ada Armas in a bond movie and you don't make her a badass 
bad person that you are doing it wrong. She has to be a bad person. Otherwise, I quit. Yeah, like, so I, I think Bond. the I think the actual Bond girl is again Leia Sadu. Um and I, I I think they're gonna they're gonna finish off that arc and then hopefully reboot Bond as a non-white guy and just kind of like fine have uh, Ralph Fine still in it have Ben Whishaw still in it even though there is word that Ben Whishaw is going to be a sacrificial lamb in this film which is interesting. Um, sorry. I want Bond to die. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's like there's got to be a sense of finality here. It feels like the next Bond needs to be like, shit, man, give me like Henry Golding or something. You know, like, let's let's just let's just switch it the fuck up. I don't want Big Driss. You know, it, it, the, the time the time has come and gone for Big Driss. Um, but I, and I don't at the same time, I don't want like Richard Madden or anything like that either. Let's let's fuck. Let's go non-white let's I, fucking I, I, do I'm, it and just start still, over i'm still throwing all my weight behind dan stevens I'd love no, dan stevens would be like my one okay fine white guy but why 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 so adamant not a white guy because like i, I think daniel craig has basically been the archetype the archetypal bond since sean connery i think you need to take it I think you need to take Bond in a different direction. Um, I'll be honest, maybe a bit more of a fun direction, a more fun, yeah. suave direction. Because I mean, like Casino Royale, within the first 20 minutes, he literally runs through and bursts a door open. Like he's... Oh, yeah, they, 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 they turned him into a, a, a brawler, which is what they, they wanted to do. They wanted him to work. But that was a Bond of 13 years, 14 yeah. years ago, is what it will be when... Um, not how to die. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, like the, the the thing is, I mean, the 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 start of this looks very like the start of Skyfall. Like in Skyfall, it's like he's presumed dead, and then he he comes back, and then everybody's like, "I thought you were dead." Like, welcome back, blah blah blah. It kind of looks like this is doing the same thing, and I'm a little uh, fucking hell. I'm just I'm done with damaged Bond. But at the same time, because, I, I kind of don't want pretty, pretty boy white guy Bond either. I want a, like let's have a different fucking vibe. And I, I you know, I hope Beyond Productions have the balls for it. But I, I wonder. They don't. Is what I'll say that they don't. It's my prediction. I, 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 I'm not saying I, 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 I agree or disagree with you. Uh, with that I wouldn't be. You know, Henry Golding would be a would be a fun idea for Bond. I could see get get behind that absolutely. Um, but I just I, I don't think that they will want to worry about all of the furore that would go around something like that um, for that there. I mean, to be fair, if they are if they are going more suave, fun, uncomplicated Bond, I could see Dan Stevens pulling that off. I don't think he's Hollywood enough for him. You know, I no, I, I I don't. I think I think they've got a list there at the moment. It's sat in front of them where they're going right. And there will be a select amount of people on them, and a certain amount of them will get picked out and thrown away because they're too they're going to be too expensive. Yeah. Um. Then there'll be a select amount where they'll go, they won't take it. There'll be some that'll be too difficult, and it'll be what is left. And unfortunately, what you end up with might just be 
whoever is hot shit TV actor number three on their list there. And it could be that. I, I just, it, if they were going to go for something different and they were going to go for something, they are going to make a, a radical decision, then the radical decision would have been made before they made No Time to Die and just said, do you know what? Um, yeah, Craig, you don't want to do this. Clearly don't want to do this. Mm. Let's take a couple of years out, recast, reassess and go from there. Instead, they chased it and ended up delaying themselves by chasing it too much. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the, the Danny Boyle thing kind of fucked it up. I mean, that would have been fascinating. Danny Boyle directed John Hodge written Bond film where, where like it did look like they were going to really fucking shake things up. But it, it and it does kind of feel like the, the time has come and gone for Craig's Bond. And I, I think I said before, but if Spectre landed better than it did we would not have another daniel craig bond film they just they want to end off on a better note than specter because specter literally ends with him driving off and pretty sure in a fucking aston martin with leah sadu yeah like that you know and that's just you know they were like we fucking got it we're done Oh yeah, that, that 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 was always the plan. It, it, it seemed like that that was going to be the passing of the torch, and it just didn't. It. I, I'm looking forward to rewatching Spectre because I actually quite liked it. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to rewatching. I don't know if I'm going to rewatch all of the the, the the Craig Bonds because I've I've rewatched them fairly recently. I'd quite like to rewatch. Um, them. but I'm definitely going to rewatch Spectre. But, mm-hmm. I'll probably rewatch Casino Royale, so I might start with that and just leave out the middle two. Can't do that. I can't leapfrog. I'm going to leapfrog, I think. Can't leapfrog. I think I might. Yeah, like. I've seen Quantum Solace enough, it, it, as many times as I need to see it, and I've seen Skyfall as many times as I would like to see it. So. I might skip Skyfall. So there we go. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to No Time to Die because I just want to make, I, like, I just want to make sure that they, they just don't fuck it. I mean, the, the, the stories of, like, uh, Kerry Fukunaga, like, refusing to come out of his trailer because he was playing video games will never not make me laugh. But mm. I'd like to think that it, that guy's got, like, a really fucking interesting vision, and I'd, I'd like to see what he does. Um, I, wa- I want to know what video games he was playing as well. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, we, we you'd think it'd be something, what is it? It was probably Fortnite. It just I, was. Like I, I, I just like I have visions of like Daniel Craig literally like, as a producer like banging on the door saying like Kerry we are three hours over and he's just like I just need to win one online match of Super Smash Brothers fuck off yeah <laughs> and it... I, I I wouldn't like to be the guy that said that to Daniel Craig hmm. well yeah quite. I, 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 I reckon that, that I reckon that the time when he did get out of his trailer because was because Craig literally burst in and fucking dragged him out and I imagine that there stood there it just slammed into a director's seat it, it, his carry just sat there just still crutching on a PS1 controller with just a fucking tattered broken PS1 with a disc of wipeout just hanging out of it outside going um action. <laughs> So yeah, I I I, I actually really like the trailer. It, I, I I still I, I will always kind of watch Bond films, but I it's not a character I'm much interested. I like the Craig ones, but 
it, the action sat well with Bond. It felt like I was watching a Bond thing. It felt a little bit stupid at points, which I actually kind of quite dug a little bit. Um, and it's got uh, the Armis in it looking like she does, so I'm fine with it. I, I did like the Bond, James Bond. Sorry. Yeah, there was there is that as well. I also like the fact that that literally it, it, it's like they've gone to Ralph Fiennes and gone, yeah, no, that, that's perfect. You look like a man who is exactly doing your job. And he's gone, you saying I'm fat? Good. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> it, he is he is settling into the Bernard Lee role quite well. Um, he's, he is so middle management. <laughs> it's quite amusing, even down the blue shirt. It's quite it's quite a wondrous thing. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, my fucking twenty four hour slow cooked pulled pork is repeating on me. <laughs> Where was that at? At home. I was at home. Did you do that? Oh, is it? Is it having a, an impact? Oh, I'm not right. I'm really <laughs> not right. You not you? Oh, I was drinking this fucking... So at the table, they had this, like, w- like water that kind of, like, steams up. And I was fucking inhaling it and drinking it. And this, like, one of the fucking, like, like management staff or whatever just took it off me, pointed her finger at me and went, no, no. <laughs> and I didn't stop laughing about that for about a half hour. And, like, just a friend of mine was calling it dank water. And I was just fucking screaming, dank water. What was it meant to be for? I think decoration. Oh. Oh, dear. It didn't taste very nice. Why were you drinking it then? So I was fucked. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so, uh, Jumanji: The Next Level is the third Jumanji film. Um, some people <laughs> is it Jumanji three? Are now? referring to it as Jumanji three: The Next Level. Um, no, one person is referring to it as Jumanji three. So a person is referring to it as Jumanji three: The Next Level. <laughs> Uh, directed by Jake Castan, uh, who I haven't checked, but I assume directed the previous sequel. He did. Buck um, is um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, probably carrying a bottle of his own tequila uh, throughout the entire thing. Have a little sip of my drinky drink there. Um, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, Nick Jonas for some reason. Um, it's orange juice, Becky. Why is he so pale? Because that's how I make orange squash. Wrong. You make it wrong. I make it saying. better than you. Um, and this time they have brought along <laughs> dirty water. It doesn't like dirty water. It just looks like orange fucking juice. No, it doesn't. Orange juice is meant to be orange. It, no, it's meant to be a pale yellow. No, it isn't. It's not meant to be a pale yellow, Mark. Try it. See what you think. It's better than that when you do it with too much. What is it? No, it just tastes like water. It tastes like. Orangey tinge water is what it tastes like. It's not supposed to taste like water that looked at an orange once. That's how I like my orange. I'm just going to put some more cordial in that. <laughs> Fucking monster. Can I, can I finish introducing the movie, please? Yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, and also this time they brought along with them Aquafina, uh, Danny DeVito and Danny Glover uh, for the ride. It is set sometime after, like a year, two years maybe. Yeah, I think two years. It's got two years. There's a bit in that that kind of makes me go a little bit like, what? That doesn't mix. Anyway. 
Um, there. And it's set around Christmas. So they're coming home for the holidays. Um, the people from the first. Uh, and it would appear like... What's his name? What's the kid's name? Spencer. Spencer. Uh, he's not having a great time in New York. And so when he gets home, he's feeling a little bit down, isn't he? Uh, and so he goes back into Jumanji. And then when the other ones find out that he's gone back in, they have to go back in to save him, but accidentally drag his grandfather, played by Danny DeVito, and his grandfather's frenemy, played by Danny Glover, in with them, and hilarity ensues. Did you just use the word frenemy with no sense of irony? Yes. Uh, Ian, what did your hangover adult brain uh, make of... Jumanji 3, as a person is calling it, the next level. So, I was very confused at the start about how Spencer and Martha didn't seem to know whether they were still going out with each other or not. I think that was some fucking, like, simple boyfriend-girlfriend shit. It it was like the writers couldn't decide how to break them up and then realised halfway through shooting that they'd forgotten to break them up. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, I liked it. I mean, it was, it was, it was funny. I mean, I think it did like what it meant to achieve, but I don't think it obviously didn't have the freshness of the first one. Um, and it, I don't know. It kind of felt like, right? How do we do this again? Okay, we'll have some body switching. How are we going to explain that? I don't know. There's some fucking water. Okay, yeah, fine, sure. How are we going to put Nick Jonas in it? Who's Nick Jonas? He was in the first one, was he? <laughs> Literally, it. Like, um, I, I, yeah, like I say, I, 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 I liked it. I thought it was funny. I, I, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson's comedic performance in this one is very, very one note. It's like gesticulating absolutely everything he says. Um. Whereas Kevin Kevin Hart just like had Danny Glover down like that was amazing. Um, just some some of the shit he came out with great. The action sequences never really particularly connected with me. Very 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 CG 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 CG. Uh, like the the monkey sequence, there were monkeys, and I just I completely zoned out, which may may well have been just because of the state I was in. Um, but if you're going to ask me what action sequences I remember from that film, I don't know. There was a bit with ostriches. The monkey bit was better than the bit with the ostriches. At least the monkeys looked vaguely like monkeys. Ah, those ostriches look fucking mean. Well, the ostriches didn't look like ostriches either. They looked like computer generated ostriches. I've never met an ostrich. No, no, I've met an ostrich. You've never met an ostrich? I've met an ostrich once, actually, yeah. Yeah? Not met a monkey, though. Okay, slight tangent. If you went somewhere where there were ostriches would you say you met an ostrich because met an ostrich would imply that the ostrich like somehow had some sort of like connection yeah if i'd seen an ostrich i might see it run by i would say i'd seen an ostrich if i have a, some kind of contact with said ostrich i met an ostrich because i didn't meet it but so what kind of contact did you have with the ostrich? I met it at like an ostrich farm. 
every time every time you say i met an ostrich it becomes funnier um did you shake hands with it yeah yeah. that's that's kind of what i'm getting at bex yeah a a, a little tap little tap where you like slap it around the face did you no its face is very high where did you tap it on its But it, it, it's like if you take if you take your strengths and weaknesses. I think did not cut through its strengths and weaknesses. Damn it. I noticed. I did get terrified because it kind of stared down at me. Stop tapping me to try and get strengths and weaknesses out of me. Stop it. <laughs> when when you take your dog for a walk, do you say I'm going to take the dog for the walk, or I'm going to go meet the dog and go for a walk with him? <laughs> I, I, oh look, they're already at home together. I, I will say I'm me and the dog are going for a walk. <laughs> yeah, I mean me and the dog. That makes. Just the fact. Oh, I met an ostrich once. I, I just that that's kind of like the time that the guy at work said to me a couple of weeks prior that he doesn't believe in the internet, and then said to me, "Ah, oh, Ian, I've got some news. The internet's coming round my house tonight." And he meant the internet was getting installed in his flat. <laughs> Sorry, I just literally caught me with just a bit of drink in my mouth then. And- <laughs> It was worrying times for the laptop and my the iPad. Like it, it like, like this guy, bless him, like lovely, lovely guy. But yeah, oh, the internet's coming round my house tonight. I just, I just had to say, Dave, I'm so, I'm so sorry, bud. I just, I just need a minute, and I just had to walk <laughs> away from him. What sort of age bracket is this chap in? I think, I think he was older than me. Um. Yeah, anyway, um, met I met an ostrich. Mark's really old. I'm at the same age as you. I mean, you're six months older. I met an ostrich once. I saw an ostrich. And Mark, Mark had- surely it's I saw an ostrich. No, because I didn't just see it. I had a, a, an interaction with it. It wasn't in passing, Ian. They actually, you know... They- they had a moment. But, it, it, oh, but met, met just implies that the other party... And like has some awareness that they're also meeting you. It looked at me. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't look happy. Did you I assume that. It? Yeah, it didn't look happy with it. It kind of looked at my hand, then looked at me, and I thought, I think this sausage is going to go for me. So I walked away calmly. Right when you meet a gang of geese. I'd, happy after I'd, no, I yeah, no fucking way. They're evil. Yeah, they're organised. They're organised. They're organised, and they are. They know they have fucking powers. They basically have immunity. Have you ever met a zebra? What? I've not met a zebra. Have no. you not? No. I've seen a zebra. Mm, not that one. Not that one. So, Becky, what do you Mark, think? Mark, no, Mark, I'm not done yet. What other animals have you met? I met a giraffe once. Yeah? Yeah. Is that when we went to Safari Park? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? Um, have you ever met a lion? I have not met a lion, no. No. I've oh, seen a lion. I've seen a lion, not met one. Oh, you've seen what? Was he running past you? No, he was in the distance. Behind a tree. Have you ever met, like, many farmyard animals? Have you met a pig? I have met a pig, yes. Yeah. I've met several pigs. What's the only animal you've met? <laughs> I've met a bird eating spider once. Yeah, you met, you met him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you met the spider. Yeah, that's what it's thing. It? it looks at me and I got freaked the fuck out. Have you seen, have you seen a bird-eating spider? For a start, they're called a bird-eating spider. Oh, oh, I mean, you know. 
then? I mean, what a rage. We didn't like fucking text or anything like that. It doesn't have a phone. It was just at a what they're called a shop garden centre thing. Oh, what a birdieing spider! Yeah, it was a weird a place fucking to have garden centres. Are you going to? Oh, we no, we also sold like fish and spiders and things like that. Birdieing ones. There was it, what a birdieing spider in a, in like a glass case thing. Yeah. Was this back in the olden days? This was back in the early 90s, yeah. And you used to be able to buy puppies in pet shops and Possibly, stuff. yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so I met a birdie. It's probably the weirdest one I've met. Yeah. Fair fine. It's the biggest animal you've met. <laughs> Would it be the giraffe? Probably the giraffe, yeah. yeah. It's two giraffes, actually, technically. Two giraffes. I, I nearly said something I thought was bad. Oh, go on. Go on, say it. Well, the giraffes were together, and they were a male and female, so I assumed they were a couple. So you met Mr. and Mrs. Giraffe? I did meet Mr. and Mrs. Giraffe, yeah. Did they invite you for drinks or anything? They didn't, know. Um, they were getting sedated to be moved. In, in my head, she's wearing, like, a necklace, he's wearing a monocle and a top hat. Possibly, yeah, maybe. It could have happened, yeah. Apparently, for the social when, they, you met them at. when they sedate a giraffe, uh, do you know how they do it? No. They they have basically they have a big crash mat and they sedate it and have it essentially like tied not tied up but tethered to something. So when they sedate it, it falls one way because it's easier to it's safer to sedate them standing up than it is lying down. Oh. Yeah. So they haven't been closed in a space where they can't really move around. Don't and they, they sedate they... it and it just falls on its side. Don't they hurt their big long neck? No, apparently they don't. Apparently it's the safest way to do it. Did, did, did the giraffe tell you that? The giraffe didn't tell me that. The giraffe's handler Wife told me that. Told you that. No, the handler told oh, me okay. that. It wasn't Mrs. Giraffe. Just can't talk, to my knowledge. I mean, if you came in Hartley can. Well, well, yeah. Well, oh, that was a good segue back in the room. Okay, yeah. good. God, I mean, what did you think of Jumanji 3? The next level? Um, pretty similar, to be perfectly honest. I enjoyed it. It was really good fun. It wasn't... Didn't seems to be made to the same level of quality as the last one and I think certain performances were a bit more ropey than the first one um like you said Ian the Dwayne Dwayne Johnson being grandpa whatever his name is oh no that's that's from the league what is he called um Danny DeVito anyway um Milo and Eddie yeah Dwayne uh, Dwayne Johnson as Eddie was a bit a bit sort of just do a stereotypical old man and it was it, it, it was kind of crap until they swapped back into their previous roles you were from the moment they found that water and they swapped bodies you were like oh that's fine they're all going to swap back to the ones they were in the first movie at some point um didn't get that myself but i can see why yeah yeah um but um do you think there was an element of them purposefully making him crap because he was supposed to be a crap brave star. But, uh, I mean, uh, the, uh, the, it, what, in terms of his performance? It, it, it's a, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm not no. saying I agree, I'm just saying that, that, that could that be that he, he just, he, he made a crap angle of, make, of making a crap brave star. I, I mean, in all honesty, I think it's just that Johnson is not as skilled a comedic actor as those around him. And asking him to play his impression of like a wimpy nerd in his body is probably easier for him than 
play Danny DeVito. Mm, yeah, because yeah, he's fine when he's Spencer. But then you say that, and Jack Black is supposedly a really great comedic actor, but he's, he's fine when he's supposed to be Fridge. Fridge. Um, he does fine with that bit. When he's supposed to be Bethany again, that performance is just cringeworthily bad. It's it's like... I said to you, didn't I, when, when we came out of the cinema, it's like he's gone into the audition and they've gone, oh, right, so you're going to be playing like a girl, but in your body. And he's gone, oh, my God, like, whatever, I can totally do that. And they've gone, yes, that, more of that, all of that. But, yeah. And she's not like that in this movie. But the thing is, that's what people liked about his performance. But it was shit in the first one. People really liked it. Can I, just, can I do my bit now? I mean, if you want to interrupt, then yeah. All right, continue my bit then. No, See, you should be a dick then, won't you? What I think we're actually saying here is, <laughs> is, hell, Mark. is, 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 is that possibly the star of this one, I think the, the star of the first Jumanji, second Jumanji, first Jumanji sequel, was the interaction between... Um, Jumanji 2. Jumanji 2, yeah. yeah. Um, the interactions between Kevin Hart and um, Dwayne Johnson. I mean, that was the star of that. You know, they've had a, they've worked somebody before. They have a nice pattern with each other, everything like that. Um, and I think you could see that, like, like the answer there. Dwayne Johnson could play the the nerdy kid being in that really quite well. Um, whereas the only person who's not switched around in their character is Karen Gillan. Yeah. And I think she's really good in this. It's almost like they've kind of gone right. We're gonna give her a shitload more to doing this one. Mm. And she does have a shitload more to do in this one. She's the, she's like the driving force behind it. She's really, she is really good in this. But then she's also really good when she's fridge for a brief amount of seconds. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, but she's just jumping around and doing like karate kicks. Yeah, but she's like literally just jumping on the spot like yeah. you would, like, like she's trying to fight, like 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 on like a game, game when you when, yeah. when you stood there going right, what's jump right that so. What so C button jumps then, right? What does B button do? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that's kind of what it... Did. Are you on an Xbox controller I'm on a, I'm on a Mega Drive controller. Oh. Come, come with us into the future and go on a PlayStation controller. It's not a PlayStation the game, Rebecca. It's on a three-button controller. Whatever. Um, so, yeah. So, that, that's what it felt like it was doing. Yeah. I, I, I thought that she was the only one... She's the only person playing the same character... But I thought she her bits landed better than everybody else's, apart from when they did the fight dancing thing. <laughs> the fight dancing thing was was fine, but like Ian says, the action just didn't feel there this time. Mm. And if you're gonna do it, have a different song. You don't need to do the same song. Yeah, yeah. that was fucking annoying. That. It was like come up with a different song, so you can come up with a different movement to the beat. Because the thing that worked in the last one was the the fight sequence had been choreographed to work in yeah, within the beat. Yeah, it was just music in the background. It was music, and she that, was yeah. just bouncing around, kicking people. She's not dance fighting. She's just fighting, and there's music on. Yeah, and it it, it 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 feels a little bit like the whole movie is a little bit undercooked. Mm. And I think that, I it, it, that. It, it, it suffers from that, in the sense that they've gone, holy shit, we didn't expect this to be as successful as it is. Right, we need to get everybody... On a retainer now, when's the earliest everyone can shoot the next one? Because mm. was this last year or was it the year before? Uh, yeah, yeah, before. Year before. Yeah, so they, they needed to get it out by this Christmas. Mm. They couldn't wait another year. And it, it, it feels like 
they'll have had to essentially plan around Karen Gillan and Marvel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson and everything he's doing. Yeah. Um, whereas the other guys, I think it would have been easier to have gone, right, well, you slot in there and you slot in there and you slot in there. And, and that's how it is. But it, it, it does smack a little bit of a film that was maybe, well, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, we've got him for three weeks here and then I've got him for yeah. two weeks there. Karen Gillan, we've got her for three weeks here, we've got her for a week there. Uh, Jack Black, we've just got him for six weeks. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it did feel a little bit like that. Mm. It's weird as well, though, that like all the like publicity stuff is is just Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. It, uh, no one else seems no, no, to no, be involved You're forgetting in it. that. It's not. It's Dwayne Johnson, it's... his tequila company, all right, stop being and me, Kevin Hart. Right? Stop being me. The tequila thing's getting a little bit boring. Right, right. He's well, just super fucking keen and enthusiastic about all his projects. He needs to calm the fuck down. The, the, the tequila thing feels like shilling nowadays. It's just like he never once talked about how much he liked tequila until he had an interest in a tequila company. And now like every single fucking Instagram post is like hard day's work, like pumping iron and being the best, 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 best. Now I'm going to go kick back with a tequila. And the fact that he's taking a shot of tequila after every premiere of this movie at every different country. Yeah, he's leaving the red carpet going, right, about to enter the premiere, and then saying, and kicking back with a shot of at blast, where the tequila. I like Dwayne Rock Johnson. We've reviewed, I think, pretty much every movie he's released for like the past six, seven years, which is an awful lot of movies. Yep, yep. I've been largely positive on pretty much all of them yeah. because he's an engaging screen presence. He's becoming too much, but so there, he needs to take some There's, time a, there's out. a point now where you're going, yeah, uh, right? You've you've put your name to so much yeah. that it's getting a little bit like you're getting a little bit wary uh, wary of it. The thing is, like Ryan Reynolds does it with Aviation Gin, but he does it in a savvy way, like he does it in a piss turkey way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like his advertisements yeah. are entertaining to watch. They're not part of an Instagram post where it's, I'm fucking brilliant, now I'm going to have some of my tequila. But even when he is, even when he does something that like otherwise would feel a little bit like shilling, he does it in a nod, nod, wink, wink, look what I'm shilling to you by my fucking gym, bitches, kind of way that yeah. makes it kind of more palatable. That's, he's still it, 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 it's like when he's, he, he's, he's set up a, he's, he's essentially bought a um, a mobile phone provider, hasn't he? Yeah, what the fuck is that about? Um, and, and his way of announcing that he bought it was by buying a, a, a pay-to-go sim for it and saying, I am now adding myself to the um, <laughs> to the whatever network it is mm. um, and I'll be paying myself $15 a month. Which is exactly the same as my no contract sin. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it's that, but then again, there might become a saturation point. There has to be points where people have to kind of calm down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, after the Six Underground press is done, I do hope Ryan Reynolds fucks off for a couple of months before the Free Guy press starts up. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, you know, the Samsung. Six Underground Aviation ad is genius. <laughs> and the, the thing that they, uh, Aviation Gin did with that Peloton girl this week, very, very funny. Ryan Reynolds isn't in it either, which is helpful. Um, yeah, I just... The Rock just needs to 
chill. Like if Jungle Cruise was his only film next year, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Mm. I think I think it is scheduled to be his only film next it, year. It's that and that red notice right at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, we, I, that red notice is it's a, that's a Netflix one though, isn't it? I would think mm. that they'll he'll do less promotion for that than he will do for most of his films because it it, it doesn't. It doesn't need to make box office. Mm. I, yeah. If that makes sense. The problem is, he's, he's built this brand and he, he's got a lot of people into a lot of theatre screenings with his brand and his personality and his, his, everything he does, but it's got to go the other way. Yeah, and there's a strong possibility of that. So, what did we, are we, we kind of wrapping up on Jumanji 3, the next level? I'm not- not Jumanji 3. I, 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 I will say I'm looking forward to... I am looking forward to Jumanji 4, because based on the, like, not exactly mid-credits, but after, like, a minute of the credits scene, yeah, it's like, right, okay, that is going to be something. Uh, you know, if it's, like, the last one, and maybe it's the video game characters in the real world or something... I quite like that could be fun yeah because in in the original obviously you've got a bit of both haven't you they go into the game and then the animals follow them out of the game is that right yeah whereas obviously the last two of these have just been in the game Mm. it's quite interesting bringing bb newest back as well Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to, to, to the thing. That's the thing. I did not enjoy this. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one because, like you say, Ian, that that freshness wasn't there, uh, and it felt a little bit ploddy at points, and it, it felt like it bent its own rules a little bit too much. Mm. Also, as well, um, I, I, I might be missing something here. Colin Hanks is playing the older version of the kid who was trapped in the game, so the Nick Jonas character. You know what is that? Yeah. yeah. So when he gets out, he's just he's weird something into the world as an adult. Well, no, it, it it was basically it teleported him back to like when he was a kid, and then he lived a life. Right. So That's so then I, at the end of Welcome to the Jungle, he knows the experience that they went through, but you see him with his kid. Right. That's that, that's the bit I forgot from that and I was thinking and I was thinking I've clearly either forgotten something or I'm not picking up on something because he had a kid that was like five I'm thinking it hasn't been that many years <laughs> is it yeah right that makes perfect sense that's just me being foolish what's the deal with the weirdness with him and Bethany though specifically because they kind of like a little... mm-hmm. I don't know I was just saying that well, it, it's it, no. I mean, it's like in the first one, she's in Jack Black's body, and she's got a bit of a thing for Nick Jonas. Yeah. Yeah. So then, but then they come out, and it's still a little bit. There's still some. It's almost like there's something there, but no one wants to fucking say anything because of the optics. She's got a crush on him. He's grown. Yeah, she's got a hands crush. Fair enough. Uh, so I, I'm definitely not shit on it anyway. Yeah, yeah, a pretty, a pretty fucking yeah. All right, then fine. Definitely not shit. Yeah. Um, I hope Cats crushes it. What are you, Bex? 
Yeah, oh yeah, definitely not shit. I don't think Jumanji 3 next level uh, is, gonna, is going to break a billion. Mm. I, just, I, I think it's just going to fall short. It feels like there's more com- competition because like, it, yeah. it, like everything was running scared of Last Jedi, whereas yeah. you've got Last Jedi, you've got Cats... I mean, it shit spies in disguise. Who doesn't want to see Will Smith as a pigeon? Um, what? Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's going to take away from the family audience as well. Um, it, it's going to do well, but I do wonder whether it's really, yeah. Because like, the first one did over a billion, didn't it? Or the second one, sorry. Yeah, I, I just I, I just think it's just going to struggle. Um, so you're definitely not shit. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not shit. It's, it's not great, though. Uh, our audience poll was definitely not shit, 33%. Touching Cloth, 33%. Shit, 17%. And Geostorm, 17%. I think I'm going to Cool. Uh, should we do some what we've been watching? Because we conclude... We conclude Mother's Brooklyn that, and Ian conclude Charlie's Angels in a haze, and then we'll finish with another part after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what have you been watching? Okay. Um... The Mulberry Boys, every Friday night. On the show, you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back, and the J-Strom's in the zone. Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone. PCZ is about to hold court. You know he's on the headset, you can hear him snort. Pop culture movies, TV shows and games. Rotten Tomatoes reviews news and Blu-rays. Foggy don't play around, he will bust a drop fast. Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast. The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. Ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Put, putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film, Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. So today I watched an animated film which came out this weekend, starring the voice talents of Luke Evans, Nick Frost, Gemma Arterton and Bill Nighy, called Star Dog and Turbo Cat. <laughs> Are you sure you saw this or were you hungover and fell asleep and drank it? 
No, no. I took Lottie to see Stardog and Turbo Cat this morning, which is a Screen Yorkshire co-production. Um, And yeah, Nick Frost is fucking unrecognisable. He plays a dog who was sent off into space in 1969 and he comes back down to Earth 50 years later. And he, it's a world where no one likes animals. Uh, there he teams up with a Batman-like cat called Turbo Cat um, and a rabbit, which the cat has a crush on, voiced by Gemma Arterton, uh, to make people like animals again. Um, it's it, absolutely perfectly forgettable, but fine 90 minutes of kids' bollocks. Um, Lottie had fun with it. Like I say, Nick Frost is putting in a shift because he sounds unrecognisable. He's playing this just American, slightly high-voiced dog, um, which was odd. Um, And yeah, Star Dog and Turbo Cat. There were three of us in the cinema, me, Lottie, and a guy by himself who I think must just be a Nick Frost completionist. (laughs) Nick Frost's dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, either that or someone that was like, Jenner Arterton voices a sexy rabbit. I'm here for it. You know, I, <laughs> one then, or the other. Then you've walked in with a kid and he's gone, he's gone, yeah, I'm still a jerk off in front of that guy. Ah, damn it, he's brought a kid with him. We, we, were, we were behind him, so I'm I'm sure he was just like, as long as I don't shuffle too much, I'll be all right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as, long as, I, as long as I cough at the appropriate time, no one will notice. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Um, I watched uh, Noel, which is the Disney Plus original Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader starring Christmas movie. The only thing so far I am disappointed that I'm missing out on Disney Plus for. <laughs> wow. Nice. Um, yeah, it was all right, this actually. Uh, so um, Anna Kendrick plays Santa Claus's daughter. Uh, Bill Hader is his son. Santa Claus passes away and uh, the mantle is handed to Bill Hader. He doesn't want to be Santa Claus. He wants to be a yoga instructor in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, So he fucks off and Noel has to try and find him. And um, through the course of the film, you realize she has what it takes to be Santa Claus. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Anna Kendrick doing her like, the, the more sweet natured Anna Kendrick thing, as opposed to the slightly more salty Anna Kendrick thing. Um, Bill Hader, fun. Um, Shirley MacLaine's in it, which is fucking weird. Uh, she plays an elf who helps Noelle along on her journey. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I saw it just over a week ago and I've kind of forgotten it, but it was perfectly harmless. Uh, very sweet can see why Disney didn't put it out theatrically. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily feel like something that should be on Disney Channel. It feels like if this is the kind of quality of what a Disney Plus original is going to be, then fair enough. Um, right. And yeah, won't be relevant in the slightest when Disney Plus launches in the UK. Uh, but hey, watch it next Christmas. Cool. Uh, so. Cool. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it next Christmas now. Um, I'll just say very quickly as well, I'm three episodes in on The Mandalorian and I really like The Mandalorian. And I say that as someone who barely watches any TV. 35 minutes an episode is my jam. Um, 
So, moving on. I caught up on, well, I rewatched a couple of things for uh, end of decade watch. Social Network, spoiler alert, it will be my film of the decade unless something comes along in the next few weeks. It, it, it just feels like the film that's kind of like almost defined the last 10 years for me. Um, it is, I would be fascinated to see a sequel given all the shady shit that Zuckerberg's then done. But at the same time, it just feels like everything that Mark Zuckerberg has done up to this point could be traced back to a girl dumping him in a bar and then him just drunk blogging and it going from there. It fit like Zuckerberg feels like someone who is that fucking petty that everything he does in life is informed by that one night. Um, It's a, he's, he's, he's a much like a lot of people who get as much power and as much wealth as he does. There's a lot more under the surface than is being portrayed. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, also rewatched Arrival, um, which fucking destroyed me this time. I cried at the end, and I don't cry at the end of films, but that fucking film, the choice that Amy Adams makes and the voiceover that she has at the end just fucking next level emotion. Yeah, I, I, I do remember going to see this at, um, at the cinema during the, in the middle of the day and coming out and having to kind of sit in the car and settle myself before I set off because I was... It, it, yeah, it fucking hit you a little bit. I, I just staggering i remember I, I obviously i remembered what happened but this time round, and i think to be, in all honesty i think it's because i like lottie more than i did when i saw it the first time <laughs> i like just like you know just i mean i've always loved her you know like kind of and growing up and whatnot but like the fact that she's turning into a little person and she's like she's got her own thoughts and her own, like her own feelings that she's now able to like articulate whereas before it was just like if i saw this in 2016 she would have been coming up on free so you know it, it just it, i don't think it was obviously i wasn't i'm, I'm not saying like I'd, I'd be fine with lottie like fucking what happened what happened to the girl and arrival happening to lottie or anything and of course i'm fucking not um but it just it impacted me more because I, I think I'm more in love with my daughter than I was three years ago. So, you know, there you go. That's nice. More, more background with her. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. exactly. Um, in, a, in a very basic level is what I'm meaning. Yeah. 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 Um, is that a, in love with my daughter? That's. Yeah. That's yeah. OK, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also just the fact it's kind of like very real world, like grounded sci fi but with these kind of heady um, topics as well. And I will say Death Stranding has had an awful lot of, uh, it's taken elements from this and elements of this and elements of this. It kind of feels like the geography of that game is really, really based on Arrival as well. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, I'll wrap it up with Charlie's Angels. Um, oh, I saw Frozen 2 again. 
uh, because Lottie and I were going to go and see the Queen's Corgi because I was looking for top 10 worst of the year material. Um, but uh, we missed it. So we saw Frozen 2 again. I really fucking like Frozen 2. Good. Fuck the haters. So Charlie's Angels. Obviously, this is the Elizabeth Banks directed um, reboot um, and actually continuation from the previous films. Um, it is set in the same universe. Um, and so we've got um, Christian Stewart um, heading up the trio and Naomi Scott playing um, the girl who's kind of indoctrinated into the angels. Um, in this world, you've got various Bosleys, including Digimon Honsune and uh, Elizabeth Banks and Patrick Stewart. Uh, they've got angels teams all around the world. And um, there's something about a computer, like a, an energy source which can be turned into a weapon and bad guys want it. Yeah. So the, the, that, that particular aspect of the plot is a complete whiff. It is just a MacGuffin. Um, the film starts with like an opening sequence and then a montage of girls and women doing impressive things. And I get what they're going for, but the film from then really, really, really smacks you around the face with its message and I think it's fair enough because I don't think these are subtle times, but it was a bit, okay, do you actually believe this or are you trying to tick a box here? That's how much it became. And I'll be honest, I think Elizabeth Banks's reaction to people after has not made that particular aspect settle that well. It, 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 it just it feels like this it, it, it feels weird that the Paul Feig Ghostbusters and this came out two years apart because it kind of feels like that they were both greenlit in the same fucking exec meeting ah. um, but it's fun I don't think it's a bad film and I think it's actually gotten a bit of a fucking rough time I'm not going to say it's the action film of the year it looks like it didn't have enough money spent on it to really do what they wanted to do with it. Um, but at the same time, it's still too expensive to not be a flop with the money that it's made. Um, Christian Stewart is genuinely funny. Um, just very, very droll, but it works. Uh, the plot has twists and does its thing and it's like yeah all right fine cool whatever but it's entertaining pretty much the entire way through it's got enough laughs spaced out through it um a couple of the like a couple of action scenes have some interesting moments in them um and in the end would i watch another one featuring this cast yeah i would um it does it does feel it's like it's either got its heart on its sleeve or its tick box on its sleeve and i i can't quite decide which one it is um but i liked it uh i like i say i think it's had a rough go um and elizabeth banks perfectly you know perfectly decent director 
She's now doing The Invisible Woman for Universal, which is not a variant on The Invisible Man that Universal are doing. It's something different. That'll be interesting. Let's see what she's got. Yeah. Um, yeah, Charlie's Angels. It's all right. Cool. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, right. We've got a few other decks. Yes. Go on. You pick one. We'll come with us booking last. Yeah, it makes sense. We rewatched uh, Christmas Vacation because it's the film we watch on the 1st of December every year because we give ourselves 25 days, don't we, to watch Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, and I like to get a watch of Christmas Vacation in so that we can I can watch it a few more times before Christmas Day so I can get my fill of that there. Um, <laughs> it just gets better every year. It is me. very good. Uh, it just gets more... I, I'm... I must have watched it a dozen times and I'm still picking out more jokes that I, I either have forgotten about or are new to me, etc. Within that, uh, it's relentlessly entertaining. The boob shirt still does bother me. All the way me. through. The boob shirt still bothers you. Yeah. Um, I just love it. I love the fact that it's a PG and it still remains a PG, yet uh, the word shit is said numerous times and there's an F-bomb in there as well. Um, <laughs> it, it is just brilliant. And at the heart of it all is a character who is just inherently good mm. you know that is, that is the thing he's not he's just a he's just a good man trying to do a, a really nice thing for all his family and when he cracks it's because everything around him is, is going wrong mm. um and nobody's trying to help him well, i think he's yeah he's kind of he's hidden that He's kind of worried about stuff from everyone, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It, yeah, and occasionally explodes, and it's got the a, a, a great when he explodes is fantastic. <laughs> it, it's just a, an incredibly funny film. Um, what else we watched next? Uh, we watched Deck the Halls, which did you say we have seen before? I don't remember. I seeing have it seen it. I don't think you've seen it. No, it's um, yeah, Christmas film again, um, starring Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick. Um, Danny DeVito decides that he wants his Christmas lights to be seen from space on this satellite thing. You can go in and put in your address and see if you can see your house. Basically, Google Earth before Google Earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, it can, you know, the, the next door neighbour's houses can be seen because they're these big houses, but his can't because it's smaller. And besides that, his whole identity is tied up in getting his house seen from fucking space. So he just keeps putting more and more and more lights on it. Um, and Matthew Broderick's like kind of paints himself as this Mr. Christmas but wants everything to be very kind of tasteful and classy and understated. His, his version of Christmas. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's it's just about them Warwick beefing. Beefing. When did this come out? Two thousand six. When did Mean Girls come out? Two thousand five? Okay. Because there's a bit, isn't there, where Alia Shawka and her new friends, the neighbours kids, are uh, doing like a Christmas dance. Yeah, uh, 2004, yes, two years after. Yeah, it's very similar, that scene, isn't it? Very similar, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, It's not not one that I'd say you're going to need to watch every year. It's maybe not even one that I'd watch every year. But I could see myself watching it again every few years. Oh, yeah, it was was fun. I enjoyed it enough. I did not enjoy the bit where Kristen Chenoweth decided that she'd sing. All right, we get it, you sing, fuck off. Ah, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It, yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah. Uh, two more Christmas movies, haven't we? <laughs> Anti-Christmas movies. Do we go for the first one? 
Uh, yeah, so we rewatched Assault on Precinct 13. The remake. The remake. Um, Which, although it's set on New Year's Eve, it has Christmas music playing throughout it. <laughs> it just feels really Christmas. It does feel my Christmas. For a movie about. The amount that changed, track. why did it just change it to being on Christmas Eve? I don't know. I think I've seen the original day. Very good. Um, anyway, Assault on Precinct 13, I'm sure you've talked about it before. It's great. I think that's I, it really. I it? do think it's an underappreciated um Is it? Remake. Yeah, it's quite maligned, I think. I think it's maligned okay. because of Ja Rule. Uh, I mean mostly. there is Ja Rule. I, I just basically scrub from my brain the fact that he's in it as soon as I finish watching it. It it, it does get demonstrably worse every time he's on screen. Yeah. Um and it, it is in that period of uh Lawrence Fishburne where Everything he was doing post Matrix, he was doing subpar. Um, what's it? Morpheus. Oh, he's fucking cool in this though. He's cool in it, but it, it is a little bit it is too Morpheusy. Yeah. yeah. Like, 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 like Morpheus is evil twin. He's the bad Morpheus. Bad Morpheus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like that, but I do like the I do like Ethan Hawke playing a burnt out cop. He's really quite good. I like Ethan Hawke playing pretty much anything. To be fair, he's a really good actor. He's fantastic, Ethan Hawke. But I, he was in he was in like a little rich vein of form where he yeah. was he was actually a a really bankable star at this point. Yeah. You know, it, it's around the same time you know as Training Day and things like that where he was he was doing a lot of these you know R rated but semi big budget for the time movies. Um, Brian Dennehy in there as a Roman. Yeah, Brian Dennehy in there as a Roman. But also it's it's suitably bleak as well. Like all the way through it you're thinking, oh well he's gonna get Ethan Hawke at the end of it's gonna get together with Mariabella Nug shot in the face. Oh properly shot in the face. Shot in the face yeah. by Gabe Burns. Gabe Burns a Roman in yeah. everything, isn't he? Um, or has he just got an air of being He's a got Roman. an air of being a Roman, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Properly shot in the face. Literally yeah, that shot was horrible. right I in the face. I completely forgot that happened. When, I, when we were watching it, I was like... <gasps> yeah. Um, but, yeah, oh, it's, I, I quite enjoyed our rewatch of that. Yeah, it was good. Um, and then our next one was Reindeer Games. <laughs> I'm playing your Reindeer Games. Um, yeah, it's a it's an odd one, is Reindeer Games. Have you, have you ever seen Reindeer Games? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, Reindeer Games is Ben Affleck uh, in the middle of him being like Ben Affleck when he was post um, Goodwill Hunting before um, before Paycheck and he kind of disappeared and then came back as a great director and then has followed a similar trajectory. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, so you've got Ben Affleck, you've got questionable politics Gary Sinise um, but with a really weird long haircut um, and uh, Charlize Theron back before she was Charlize Theron <laughs> that we have now um, being cute Charlize Theron yeah, she's rather, kind of than, adorable, rather than just dangerous looking Charlize Theron uh, so yeah, Ben Affleck plays um, Rudy Duncan who is in prison with a character called Nick Cassidy uh, who gets shipped just before they're both about to be released. Uh, Nick Cassidy has been writing to a um, a girl played by Charlize Theron uh, on the outside, and he's due to meet her on his day of release. Of course, she's never seen what he looks like, so when Rudy comes out, he pretends to be Nick, essentially to burn this girl. Uh, and then it turns out that her brother, Gary Sinise's character, is some kind of 
criminal of some sort and wants to help him rob a casino, uh, which is run by uh, Dennis Farina in wonderful stylings. Um, everyone double crosses everybody and all sorts. Fucking goes on. Uh, I, I, I really like Rainbow Games. It's a lot of fun. It's quite daft, but if you're it's good to when you got this kind of this time of year where you're you're watching a lot of Christmas movies and you're watching sort of like, like so there's not anti Christmas movies I like to call them that but not traditional Christmas movies. Um, I quite like throwing those in there so you don't kind of burn yourself out with Christmas a little bit too much. Yeah, we need to watch some more traditional ones. Though. We need to watch some more traditional ones, but they, we start to ramp that up as you more get into Christmas that that few weeks beforehand. But yeah, I've I've really enjoyed throwing reindeer games at the rotation the past couple of years. Mm, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's fun and there's an awful lot that goes on. It's a very good Tuesday or Thursday night watch. <laughs> the foster classification of movies. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, a great Sunday night watch. Yeah. Is the next movie that we're talking about? Oh, another segue. Yeah. Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I've taken to doing at the moment is I'm sure this happens with everybody who is who, who enjoys films and like that. Occasionally in your everyday life, a film will pop into your head that you go, ooh, I wouldn't mind re-watching that. That's what notes is for. And then literally you'll forget about it mm. the next time you're scrolling through Netflix or whatever that you've that you bought is it. I've now started to note those down mm, in my actual notes saying this. And so... I've had a few, but Outbreak was one of them. I can't remember why it came into my head, but it did come into my head. I might even start noting down why they came into my head. Um, <laughs> just for reference. Just for reference. Yeah. Yeah, so we watched, we watched Outbreak. Now, I haven't seen Outbreak since, like, read it on VHS in probably 19, late 95, early 96. But I remember kind of, like, it being quite enjoyable then. I'm not going to go to the plot of Outbreak, because I'm assuming everybody knows the fucking plot of Outbreak. There's an Outbreak. Yeah. Um... But it's a lot more violent than I remember. Yeah. It's a lot more people burning. There, there is people burning. Yeah. And that monkey really just wants to fucking bite everyone. That monkey is an angry fucking monkey. Yeah. He is not like Marcel from Friends. <laughs> from Friends. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, it's good. It's got evil Donald Sutherland, it's which is fun. always good. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's back when Dustin Hoffman was actually doing decent roles rather than just playing comedic Dustin Hoffman, which he's kind of done for the past 20 years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah How old is this film? It, this film is 24 years old. It's yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. around the time he became Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. is a scientist. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and um, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Mm. And you watch it going, ah. I miss when Kevin Spacey wasn't really fucking problematic. He's a good actor. He is, and he's very good in this. Mm. It's such a shame. Yeah. He's a little that's... uncomfortable watching him, though. Isn't but, it? What did you think? Oh, it's, it, it was really good fun. I really enjoyed it. Like you say, it's, it's a great Sunday night film. It's it's a good story, but it's not complicated enough that like you have to think too much about it. It's just good fun. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Apart from the people burning. Yeah, a lot of people burning, yeah. Mm. A lot of people burning. Government's evil. Uh, That's the takeaway. Yeah. Right, should we do the last one then? Go for it. Uh, so we watched, we're going to do except, although we are usually all spoilers all the time, we're going to do a spoiler-free review. 
That probably was Brooklyn. Um, some of those Brooklyn, Edward Norton, written, directed, and starring. Uh, also stars Bruce Willis, uh, Gugu, um, and Batha Raw. I think. I can pronounce things. Yeah. 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 You it, panicked a bit when you started that. Fucking, I was sweating, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, feel that. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Carnival, Alec, Alec Baldwin. What did he just ask you to feel? He's an armpit. <laughs> right, okay. Um, Willem Dafoe, um, Michael K. Williams is also there, Fisher Stevens, Ethan Supley, uh, and Leslie Mann. Uh, Ed Norton plays uh, Lionel Esrog, who is a. Esrog? What's that? Esrog, you said. Same thing. Um, <laughs> say, say what you say. It's not complicated. I can't really see properly. <laughs> a lot of pain medication. Leave me alone. Um, yeah, he plays a, a simply like a, a detective's assistant, doesn't he? Uh, the detective is Bruce Willis, um, who is his mentor, uh, looks after him, um, and he's he's killed while they're working on a job, and he's trying to find out why he was killed, and it's very much in a noir all these Styling. things don't kind of add up together. Yeah. Um, Lionel has Tourette's syndrome, um, but obviously this is set in the 50s, so he doesn't know it's Tourette's. He just it's refers to it as a brain condition. A brain condition. Um, what I will say is, and again, spoiler, no spoilers on this one, uh, is it's handled well. It's handled a lot better than it appears like it might be in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's it, it's not really a thing uh, there. <laughs> Um, what did you think of it, Bex? I, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was really, I said to you when we came out and we went to get dinner, didn't we? It, it's one of those films where I was looking forward to it that much that I was like, am I going to ruin this for myself by having too high an expectation? And it didn't at all. It lived up to it. I, I thought Edward Norton was absolutely fucking fantastic as Brooklyn. Mm. Or what's he really called? Lionel. Mm. Um all the supporting cast were great. Bonnie, Bobby Cannavale was was really good. Mm. Um, Baldwin's a force. Yeah, yeah. Alec Baldwin was good. Um, Baldwin, Baldwin in this has a walk that literally says, "Do not fuck with me." He's like a fucking bull, isn't he? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Spoiler free. It's just fucking fantastic, and I definitely think you should try and get to it if you can, Ian. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it's got my favourite score of the year. It's really good, actually. Isn't the it? score it's is fantastic. It? Uh, it looks incredible. You can tell it is an absolute passion project. Yeah. And I know that uh, I, I, I was saying to Ian uh, actually um, on WhatsApp this week that I remember reading about this um, on IMDb in no, 1999. You were saying it's on, the set, on your chat. You were saying it on the on our chat because yeah. I called you really old. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I remember reading about that at school when I was in like year eleven at school. Yeah. So it's been going on for for twenty years. Uh, this movie, and I think just to get it made is something, and then to go and see it and it be as good as it is, mm. it's. I mean, it, it will be top ten of the year material for me. Yeah, um, without question. But it's such a an engaging movie to watch. Mm. It's. Its story isn't too grand or too big. Um, the condition is dealt with really well. Um, um, and Battle Raw is, is, is fantastic and is absolutely captivating in it. 
which is she's supposed to be. Um, Baldwin is just absolute constant fucking traded evil in this movie. Just the interactions with people, it, it feels so well fleshed out and so... I, I can't think of how to describe it. It just feels solid. There's, there's an incredible mood to it. Yeah. There's a, a, there's a real... It's There's a real humanity to you, it and you can feel the love that's gone into you it. You get well. the idea that everybody who's signed on has signed on um, because Norton has spoken to them and said, this is it, and they've gone, do you know what? Yeah, fine. But Norton's uh, just uh, been uh, going around Charlie Day and everyone. Uh, 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 I mean, yeah, I yeah. think it literally is is, is that. Uh, and it works really well. It's it's kind of... it's the, the best way I can describe it is it's Chinatown by way of the Untouchables. Mm. Is what I would say on that. But that the score is fantastic. That shot of Bruce Willis on the bridge is, is gorgeous. There's, yeah, it's it, there are some fucking incredible shots throughout the entire yeah. thing. It's a really well worked movie, and there's uh, it, William Defoe is very good in it. There's an awful lot going on within the movie. It's it's it's, it's quite something actually. I was really quite taken by it. And it's the other good thing about it is it's two and a bit hours long. But it, it earns every single fucking minute yeah, of it. You don't really feel it. I don't does feel it? like, what is it? No. Feels like about a feels like a hundred and ten minute movie. Mm. Um and I I knew how long it was, but then when it started getting towards the end, I was a little bit like, oh. what's gonna happen? Mm. What what else is there that can happen? I, and I started to worry thinking, oh shit, if if the last half an hour of this feels like a second ending. Yeah then I'm going to be a little bit, oh, right. Mm. And then it finishes like, what, really? Oh, yeah, you can't check your watch in the cinema, can you? No, I don't, so I won't anywhere, really. You can't, because you're... Yeah, my man, yeah, and so I have it on um, theatre mode, so I can't, so it doesn't light up or anything. Uh, But, yeah, it's very, very good. Um, I'm I'm very good, yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Very impressed. Um... So, we, have we got a, a result yet from the... Nope. 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 Uh, right. Uh, so, our next movie, our final movie we're going to review, mm-hmm. our bumper show, uh, The Report, um, directed by Scott Z. Burns. What else, Steve? Oh, he's a writer. Second film directed? Yes. Second film directed, but also wrote the Bonham Ultimatum, The Informant, Contagion, Side Effects, Mercy, The Laundromat, No Time to Die. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he wrote and directed uh, this one. Stars Adam Driver, Annette Benning, Ted Levine, Michael C. Hall, Tim Blake Nelson, Corey Stoll, Moritini, John Hamm, and I'm missing other people, Scott Shepard. There's a, there's a lot of character actors crop up in this uh for that there yeah matthew weeks that was it that was the one um true story of daniel jones who wrote the uh torture report uh, by the uh, senate intelligence committee into the cia's well essentially use of torture tactics to interrogate prisoners in a post 9-11 world that's about roughly the, what you can say about it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like so, we've seen that. 
I think we have seen that. Yeah, I'm sure we have. So Becky's just meaning um, is um, is other di- is direct- directorial movie, P-U-T-3-9. which is the U T three nine. I think we have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Paddy uh, Oscar Isaac. Oh yes, we have seen that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm quite enjoying that actually. Um, so yeah, it, it's <laughs> Amazon have done a thing recently where they've released their movies in cinemas, and then they've turned up on on Amazon. A little bit after. This one just dropped straight on Amazon. Uh, it, it did play, like, it was only a two-week gap, though, so it didn't play in, like, Cineworld or View or whatever, but the showcase by me had it. Oh, did it? Oh, it's, it did get a small release then. Yeah, like, literally two weeks in advance. All right, that's fair. It, it, it's like they seem to be basically doing, if they partner with another distributor like they did for the Aeronauts, then they'll give it a full theatrical release. If it's essentially they distribute it themselves, then they'll give it a two-week lead. Fair enough. And I mean, like, to be fair, the Aeronauts has kind of done fuck all, despite the fact that that had quite a lot of publicity. So I wonder what Amazon's strategy will be in the future. Is that that hot air balloon one? Yeah. Have you seen that? No. I, I don't think anyone has. No, I don't no. think. I, I think didn't didn't Paul see it? Oh yeah, do you know what he did? And I think he said it was all right. Yeah, he, I'm sure he said to me it was it was, it was all right. Uh, Ian, so what did you think of the report? Did you think it was all right? Um, <laughs> it's it, it, it's all Adam Driver, isn't it? That's the thing. It's his. He's the driving force. High <laughs> oh, <God. I> five. <laughs> The sheer, this is the right thing to do, but I want to do it in the right way. Like, good-natured, just dedication of his character. You mean and the, the way he, Edward Snowden-ness of it all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way he embodies it, like, absolutely makes the film sing in moments, which is good, because the rest of it, I thought, was fairly by-the-numbers... CIA's fucking you, uh, fucking us over. Here's a bit of torture, and I mean, it, it just it's it's weird. It's like the stuff that when they talk about the stuff in the report, it feels more visceral and shocking than when you're actually seeing some of the stuff because they don't they don't show you the very 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 worst of it. Uh, at least I mean, there is the waterboarding at one point, but. It, you know, some of the stuff that they talk about, it's like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. But then I never really felt that watching what was on screen. Um, John Hamm continue, continues to not be able to decide whether he wants to be a serious actor or a, or a comedic actor and kind of just isn't amazing at either. Um, I, yeah, I, like, I just... I don't know. You want a slightly fucking dodgy senator person? Sure, John Hamm. You want a democratic senator who is getting a little bit fucked by the system herself? Sure, let's get um, Annette Benning. John Hamm does feel a little bit like like he's gone. Like they approach him and go, John, but his part and he's gone. How much do I have to do to prepare for it? Well. You might have to do quite a bit of written no on a turn for a suit. Smile. Similar lines and leave, but I get to keep the suit. 
yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I thought it was good, but if Adam Driver was not the lead of this film, I kind of wonder whether even Amazon would have fucking released it. It just, it, it, and it's, it's a depressing sign of the times, but by the end of the film, I was just a little bit like, okay, tell me something I don't already know. Yeah. I can see. Well, I, 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 I have a word that I will use for it at points when I, I do my bit. So go on, Beck, what do you think? Yeah, you are right. It's hard to get shocked at scandalous shit anymore. And it? it's just the, the new normal is terrifying. But um, it, it, there is bits throughout it, though, that you go, it, it just, there's bits where it makes you really fucking angry. Like when they're talking about the handling of things actually being a, a catalyst for the radicalization of other people it, it, it's right and it, it's it, it is just it's a really fucking frustrating reality that we live in and I think it kind of obviously the report came out you know what was in it and you know it went on but the story behind it and the the amount of fucking red tape that they had to get through to actually get it in front of people is just ridiculous to be perfectly honest and it's it it's frustrating it's a frustrating watch from that point of view but yeah it is it is quite a dry movie um in that it is about writing a report so um i, I did really enjoy it and adam driver's really really good in it it's probably not something i'll watch again because you know you've seen it now and it's it's not entertaining enough but it's interesting if that makes sense yeah 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 you use the exact word I was going to use. Go on. Dry. Mm. It, it, at points, it is quite. It is quite dry, and it was to you as we get into our end. It's like I, I'm now just waiting for this film to fucking end mm. because it seemed like the ending, which went on for ages. We seemed to think it was going to end about four different times before it, it actually it, it did. It did, and it was a bit like, right, well, we need to make sure this person has a speech, and this person has a speech, and this person has their little moment. And it's a bit like, right, so you're going to go through all the process of how difficult all this was. I get that. And it's an interesting story. It's an interesting story to tell. Mm. But there's no punch at the end of it. It's like, oh, the report was released. And then this, um, and like two days later, the Felstein Cheney, and then Felstein uh, McCain Act was signed off. It's like, all right, yeah, that, that, that's great. That. But nobody at the CIA was prosecuted. And some of them actually been promoted. It's like, right, so six years and it achieved basically nothing. That's the point. That's the but story. That's what I'm, I'm saying that, that's a story, but it, yeah. it, it's just like, it, 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 when you think about it, it's actually a fucking incredibly bleak ending mm. because you're looking at it going, all right, cool. And that was five years ago. You look at it going, what the fuck else have they just fucking covered up? But what is it? And it's only getting worse. You know, the tactics where there's a bit where they say, you know, oh, the CIA, what they do is they, when they get back to the corner, they just discredit. Mm. They release lies to discredit. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's what the CIA did six years ago. That's basically what politicians do now. Yeah. So it's and it, 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 it just feels a little bit like the, the, the Felstein speech, which I'm guessing is probably taken directly from what she said on the Senate floor. Mm. Yeah, We're yeah. listening to it going, right, that's from 2016. 
It was and a more innocent time, man. But you're putting that in a movie in 2019. And it's like, seriously, the wording of it just makes it laughable now. Yeah. You know, it's... Like Ian said, without Driver um, being the driver force behind the movie... Stick it to that. Don't you're care really about repeating it. Let's go on that one. <laughs> Mark that down. Yeah. Yeah. When you know. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna put that why. My slam notes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, so without that, there's not a lot there. I don't even think any of the other performers get enough to do in it. No. I think they're all kind of left a little bit shortchanged. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I mean, it's. I think it's good that the Democrats don't come out of it completely clean either. The Just the whole nature of Obama basically saying, yeah, kill it, because I said I would be a post-partisan politician. Like, it's... The, the, the next, it's really, really interesting. It feels like if Trump wasn't president, but another Republican was, it kind of feels like Obama would not be held to the same regard as he is at the moment because you know he was responsible for some kind of shady shit as well not believe like not even to the fucking not even touching what trump did but you know obama wasn't universally loved at the end of his administration and i think the film does it does quite an interesting job in actually playing that and it's more about what's right which I don't know. I think we could probably do more of in films. To be honest, it's not just this. These people are better than these people. These people are right. These people are wrong. It's just like, look, what is right, regardless of what your fucking position is going into it. What is the right thing to do? And that's what Driver's character is all about in this. And in a way, he's kind of post-partisan because he is just like, what is right? I don't care if it was Democrats. I don't care if it was Republicans. Just what is right? Yeah, he's he, essentially he's the he's your archetypal American Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the thing is, archetypes exist for a reason. You know, there are, for there is no getting away from the fact that in these things, for every for every one, for instance, MP taking it as a what is it to use it with our times. For every one MP you have that's an arsehole, it's a fucking piece of shit, you will have three that aren't, that are genuinely just trying to do good. It's the arseholes that get pressed. It's the arseholes that get pressed, and it's the arseholes that will climb over people to move up. That's the problem. And the problem is... You end up with a bunch of arseholes. You end up with a bunch of arseholes just farting out shame. Nice. It's going to be interesting to see how much Reese Mogg come kind of comes back into things after the election, assuming the Tories get a majority. I, I, I think they'll fucking set fire with. Yeah, no. I, I yeah. think I think he I think he's the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. That Johnson will use to go. Look, I am not controlled by the arch Brexiteers. Bang, and that's the one he'll that's the one he'll sacrifice because he'll literally go. No way, I, you 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 can't fucking come back. Johnson will be secretly praying he loses his seat. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just that's fascinating that he got made leader of the House of Commons. Like it was such a fucking cynical 
let's get you on side fucking move anyway it, it, it was it was a yeah a shady deal but yeah it, it's the problem is the part it, it feels like it'll work better as as like a, a four-part miniseries yes yeah i agree with you where you could have explored where where all the other characters could have a, a hbo miniseries yeah, yeah. which i never would have watched yeah that, that's it and i probably never would have watched it either but I think the story would have led itself better to that because you could have fleshed it out more. Mm. Whereas I think with this, it, it, I, and I hate to say it, it does feel a little bit like reading the Wikipedia page for what happened. Mm. You know, it, it's... And as well, like you say, you got this whole thing of, oh, CIA being dodgy and being underhand. All right. Literally, Standard. yeah, they almost celebrate themselves on, on on doing that. And weirdly, a better a film that shows you that and the gleefulness in which they do it better than this is the fucking eighteen movie. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I, I think if we weren't so politically fatigued and jaded, we'd have probably enjoyed it more. If it had been released in two thousand and fifteen. Mm. Off the back of it, that happened probably. Mm. But now you're just looking at it and going, "Oh, you are dealing prick." Oh, you, you are a little bit like that, you know. It, it is. I think it, it's trying to stay so far in the middle that it actually ends up not having a point. Mm. It's it, it, it's too. I, mean, I think much. its point is torture is bad. I, I, no, I I don't even think that's its point. I think its point is torture is ineffective so why do it oh yeah also bad but, yeah, but I, i'm not even sure that the that, that it's trying to say that mm. i think it, i think it, it's going at pains to not fall on any side yeah but it's going we don't do that but it, it's basically saying it, it doesn't work mm. and the key point that they're raising is if it doesn't it, it, it has to work for it to be legal technically it's going to be legal anyway. Yeah, but it, it, it's the semantics of it all, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but I, I'm going to say... I'm definitely not shit because I don't think it's a shit movie. It's not a badly made movie. It's not a badly written movie. It's definitely not a badly acted movie. No. I just think that... It felt a bit more like a TV special. It, you are it, right with that one. I, I just think it's a movie that's landed at the wrong time. Yeah. Maybe. Yep, yeah. fair. You know... I, I, I do think that that, that that literally the one of the most dangerous things that could happen is if somebody buys Donald Trump a fire stick for Christmas and he watches this movie and then comes out of it and goes, we need to bring waterboarding back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can we start waterboarding people? I want a waterboarding room put in, in the White House right now. I want it to be the best waterboarding venue in the country, I want seats, Trump water, Trump boards, everything, basically sponsored waterboarding. And the thing is, it probably happened. It, it 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 could happen if he gets another term. Waterboarding could take over baseball in America. When is that thing? Next year, next November. Oh, a while away then. Yeah, hopefully he'll be impeached or dead by then. 
will be dead, 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 dead. There you go. I, I, I literally do not wish death on many people, but he's one of them. We'll be living in the dystopian future, eating like potatoes we've had to grow ourselves in the garden because there's no other food. Anyway, uh, what was our thing on it? What was our thing? Try to find it, but my phone's being a little bitch. Um, the report. Oh. The report movie, definitely not shit, 100%. Oh, what were you on it? Oh, definitely I not I didn't shit. ask you, sorry. Yeah, no, you didn't um, ask either of us. Ian, what were you on it? You were rude. Uh, yeah, definitely not shit. Yeah, yeah but yeah, really, because of Driver. Just real, fucking real, really. Driver's got a lot going on at the moment, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Strong few months. He's a good actor. He's a pretty good actor. Very yeah. good friends. One other thing I think that I will sort of say about that is, I think Driver's sort of own personal history with... Um, being a serviceman himself will have led an interesting angle to that. Mm. Um, we did have one question, I think, this week. Uh, that was it. Rick Kidd. Uh, this week's show features two films where the director also appears as an actor. What are your favourite films where the director has doubled as one of the stars of the movie? Francis Ford Coppola is the director on the beach in Apocalypse Now was pretty sweet. That is a good one to start, yeah. I do quite like what's his face in uh, Martin Scorsese in Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Yeah. Um, oh, what about. Oh. I was just going to say John Carpenter in Body Bags. <laughs> yeah, it's a good actually that. Uh, Edward Norton in American History X. Kind of. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, De Niro in A Bronx Tale. Mm. I think I, I think De Niro is very good in A Bronx Tale. Um, yeah, I'm sticking with Scotty. Could could we have Kurt Russell in Tombstone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know technically we can't, but really we can. Fair. And of course Kevin Costner in The Postman. The Postman is a classic of the genre. Yeah, it is. I really like what genre? I don't, I'm not sure, but... Um, all the bloated self-indulgent movies <laughs> that are ridiculously entertaining if you watch them whilst mildly tired after 10.30, even though they're three hours long. Do you know what else is good? It's a very specific genre of movies. Is, is Waterworld also within that genre? Uh, not quite. No? No. Waterworld is uh, box office messes. <laughs> oh, random. Just a random little aside. They were advertising Jurassic. Was three hours long, by the way. That's ridiculous. They were advertising Jurassic Park toys, were they at the cinema? Today, yeah. From Smiths. That's a bit late, isn't it? Huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It was a bit weird. But it was like a whole big advert dedicated to their Jurassic Park toys that they were doing. Oh, what's that passport? Yeah, it's on anything. I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing next week? Uh, oh, Black Christmas. Yeah. Six Underground. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch Marriage Story by next week, I think. I will have watched Marriage Story by next week, yeah. What's it on? Netflix. Netflix. Fine. Fine. Oh, shut up. Uh, how long is Marriage Story? Is it as long two, as it two and a quarter, mind. Bex you, Bex, you don't have to if you don't fancy it, but like it's Mark and I could. It just, it just looked really bleak. I didn't watch Ghost Story bleak. for the same reason. 
Maybe it's it's films with story in the name. Just... I mean, I still need to watch that before the end of the year. I need to watch it at the end of the decade list. Oh, it looks awful, though. It does look very bleak. It does look sad. It does look sad. I don't know if I can cope. You don't cope well with sad, do you? I don't. I'm not good with sad. I, what did I cry at today? Jumanji. Yeah, I cried at fucking Jumanji. What is wrong with me? <laughs> What, what the uh, oh god when they leave like the car. horse at the end oh yeah oh that was awful mm. I'm, I feel a bit emotional now just thinking about it that horse was cool with its wings though no nah, it kind of lost me a little bit at the horse bit I'm not gonna lie what the horse being a player character yeah that yeah that I was a little bit like what also a shit villain I thought. Going back to Jumanji. Exactly. We watched Jumanji 3 this morning and you can't remember what the villain was. Oh, it was the hound out of Game of Thrones. Rory McCann. Victor the Brutal. Jürgen. Jürgen. Jürgen the Brutal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was episode Um, 326. We will do the next Patreon review. It's just Noel hasn't picked a number between 1 and 6. I will say we have put the remains of the day in there twice because Andrew was kind enough to ask for it as well to give Brad more of a chance. Um, what other movies than him? Uh, so we've got Beat, Investigation of a Citizen Above Suspicion, Remains of the Day, uh, fucking Perfect Sense, Remains of the Day again, and Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> Uh, I, again, I really want to watch Remains of the Day, but I am really kind of hoping that Dude Where's My Car comes out I, of that. I'm kind of really hoping Dude Where's My Car gets there. Gets if it doesn't, I think we maybe just watch it anyway. No, because we need to watch when it comes out. What? We need to watch when it comes out. Comes out. When it comes out. When it, comes out, when it gets picked, we'll need to watch uh, it then, won't we? Um, damn it. <laughs> yeah. But what I will say, I can't remember if I said it's on air or whether I said it to you. Afterward, I think I said it to you, didn't I? Mm. That I watched an interview with Sean William Scott recently. Um, for some reason, it just came up on when I was doing a bit. I went on a YouTube hole a little bit, um, and he was talking about the fact that he'd um, that he was talking to Ashton Kutcher years later after doing Where's My Car, um, and it, Sean William Scott was saying that he he was actually certain that they were making a really good like proper important movie movie, and actually was surprised when the Oscars came out and none of them were nominated for it (laughs) and he said all this to Ashton Kutcher who literally about just said to him dude you actually seriously watched that movie it was dumb as shit nice oh bless him he had a very good 1999-2004-and-that-was-it-in-five-years-that-was-it-in-five-years-that-was-it-in-five-years-that-was-it-in-five-years-that-was-it-in-five-years-that-was-it-in-five-years-that-was-it-in-five-years-that-was-it-in-
So yes, so please go out there and follow um, Pod Syndicate on Twitter. Uh, please view. There's actually some really great articles. Um, Mike from Chisholm Punter has got a uh, Rolling Thunder, which is like a delve into. Uh, it's like a series of articles delve into 80s action um, TV. Uh, he's also put up there a guide into how to watch the Star Wars movies, <laughs> in which order you should watch them. Uh, and also you can find the other Pod Syndicate podcasts out there. So you've got Entertainment Landfill, uh, What's on Tap podcast, His Phil Her Movie, Trinstruck versus Punter, Our Good Selves, and uh, Noel, our grand leader, has got Beyond the Neon out there as well. So we do encourage you to go out and listen to those podcasts, but also make sure you listen to this podcast first. <laughs> um, which of course you'll have had to because we've said that at the end. Boom. That's how you do this shit. Over and out, people. Goodbye. Bye bye. To go and meet some fucking animals. <laughs> oh god. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>